I love the chase and the hunt and I set the pace when I'm running. I always take what I want and I always give it 100. Don't need a bank, no, I'm funded. Play the game like it's nothing. I'm always thankful for something. Don't take for granted, stay humble. Now wake up! It's time to look. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the comment writers. I'm your host, my name is Josh. Joining me as always is my good friend Toby. Hi, Toby. Hello, Josh. How are you? I am great. Of course. Um, right at the top of the show, I want to point out that we have a Patreon. If you've been listening to these episodes and been liking what we're doing, check out our Patreon. You can find links down below in whatever platform you are listening or watching on. Uh, three bucks a month and you get um, a bunch of exclusive content and watch and reacts to other common Rider series and all kinds of stuff, not to mention uh, joining in in our fun Discord community, which is awesome. A lot of good people in there. Uh, so check that out. Of course, subscribe too if you haven't done so. But this week we're talking about Geats episode 41. But before that, Toby, how are you, my good friend? <laughs> before that, and then before that, and then before that. <laughs> there's lots of things you got to get done before, you know, there's lots of business up front. And All party, business up front. The party is in the back. <laughs> <laughs> this party's going to run a little late, I'm sure. Uh, right now, we are once again probably going to get downpoured on. So some, even though we're doing a different day this week, it yep. might be another cut and paste with the storms around Toby's house. How fun. We, we, had, uh, we had storms earlier. We were out and about a little bit. We timed it perfectly because we were outside. We left the outside area, like the park that we were in before we got downpoured in rain. We went to a restaurant. We got inside. Minutes after getting inside, torrential downpour. <laughs> and then it had quit by the time we left. So we, it was perfect timing around here. That's wonderful. I'm Thank glad you. to hear that your rainy day wasn't so rainy. <laughs> <laughs> it has been crazy stormy, though. We had, uh, I think, about two nights in a row. We've had like a bunch of lightning and storms and stuff all night long. And then, yeah, today during the day was all crazy. So it is, uh, it is a tumultuous time of year <laughs> with storms. It sounds very scary over there for sure. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, like like thunder and lightning. I don't know. Like It's just like... <laughs> it's ominous like it, i'm not scared really but it's just like it's not fun hanging out in a house with just like lightning flashing in the windows it feels like i'm in a haunted house or something i don't know see i like that i like i you like this year so far i feel like we haven't had one good storm that's actually like the rumbles and the thunder and lightning and stuff yeah it just rains but i miss like the scary times because on the opposite of you like i have uh like a patio kind of room that's all basically windows oh nice and i like watching the lightning bolts okay so i feel like i'm missing out in these in these trying times so i like i like doing that like sitting on the porch watching it rain if there's like low low rumble of thunder in the distance that's that's fine with me a little bit of lightning is is also like not terrible if i'm sitting outside watching it but i feel like it always is at nighttime around here so like i can't sit outside really and watch it because it's like late and it's just i'm trapped inside and the, the windows flash once in a while <laughs> But I picture you like you with like your, your your sweet tea, even though you're not southern. <laughs> I picture the southern gentleman sitting on the porch, sipping some brews. Yeah, we got some good porches around here. I got to say, with this new house, we have a, a front porch where you can stare at the neighbors, and we got a back porch where you can stare at some water. But uh, yeah, I've I've been known to sit out there and have a have a brewski. <laughs> uh, and by by brewski, I mean a diet coke. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All the bubbles go right to the head. <laughs> Maybe that's my problem, Toby. I've just been going to the head for too long. Your brain's carbonated. <laughs> so uh, Jesse bought me. We haven't tried it yet, but she. Uh, I, I'm a non-drinker for anyone 
out there who, who I guess doesn't know me super well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't drink it all. But Jesse bought me some alcohol free wine to try. Okay. Because <laughs> she, she likes wine a lot and she um, she wanted me to try it. So basically, I, I don't it, it'll taste like fruit juice or something. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, I think at most it'll taste like sour grapes. Like not Sa- even yeah, like the, not sour, even the mean yeah. joke of like sour grapes, but like do you know do you know like what type of non-alcoholic wine it is? Um she told me, but I can't I asked her whether like I, is it a Merlot or a Chardonnay? Oh, that or... I have I have no idea. Okay. I asked her what color it was, because I knew color mattered, like reds and whites and stuff. That's true. Um, <laughs> she, and she laughed at me when I asked her what color it was, which felt like a very valid question. I don't know why she laughed at me, but she still laughed at me. Uh, but then she did tell me what it was, and I forgot what she said. And I, th- I think it was a white, but I might be wrong. Those are usually extra sweet okay. and sugary, so make sure you drink it cold. Okay. It's in the fridge right now. Okay, that's good. And then if you – I guess if you like sweet stuff, that'll work then. So I'm the opposite of that. So I only like like super dry reds. That almost is just like dry is a weird word to use yeah. when talking about drinking something. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna mention that. Yeah, as someone again, as someone who doesn't drink alcohol, I don't understand the use of the word dry uh, as a as a descriptor of liquid. It, it basically means there's not a ton of sugar in it. It's like almost like they fermented. I guess is the right word, but they they got all the sugar out of it. So it's yeah. just like fermented grapes, basically. And obviously, you're not gonna know the difference. But it does taste dry, as dumb as that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those words that, like, once you ha- once you taste the difference, you understand why they picked that word, basically. Yeah. So, like, if you enjoy your your white sugar drink, uh, see if they have red non alcoholic wine too, and you can at least try the difference. Okay. Th- this is all. This whole um, <laughs> stupid non alcoholic wine thing is on the back of a, a couple months ago. I I decided that I wanted to try um non-alcoholic beer for the first time because they because used to be back in the day when i was a kid like non-alcoholic beer like what is like what's the big brand everyone gets like, oduls oduls yeah <laughs> like so that stuff was always like it was non-alcoholic but it still had like a little bit of alcohol in it right it's um, like point zero super small yeah yeah so like you'd have you i mean you can actually get drunk if you drink a lot of them right it just takes a lot of work so now like the more recent thing is there actually are some like 0.0% like alcohol free beers. So like on a whim, I was like, I want to try one of these. Like, I'm going to see what this is all about. We're going to give it a shot. <laughs> so I just, I bought some of the grocery store just for fun. Uh, I got a um, non-alcoholic Heineken, I think is what it was. One of my best friends in, in, in human form, not like internet form. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that That's what his go-to now. Cause he stopped drinking. Okay. He still wants to like have the beer taste. Yeah. So, and- Heineken's a weird one to pick to drink non-alcoholic, just for the record. <laughs> Why is that? Because Heineken in general tastes and smells funny compared to like other oh, white beers. Okay. I think it's because yeah. malt. It's malted or some shit like that. Oh no, like Heineken in general, it's a different vibe than like a Coors Light. Okay. Because yeah, I think, finish your story. I think the malt stuff is what I really hated from this. So the the, the reason why I think I, I tried this was like anytime something is like beer flavor, like if you get like beer flavored cheese or whatever, with like all that nonsense, I really like it. Like I generally like things that are air quotes, beer flavored. So I was like, Oh, maybe I like the taste of beer and don't really know. So I tried this stuff and Oh my God, it's some of the grossest stuff I've ever tasted. Like I couldn't finish more than a quarter of a single can. And I just threw the rest of it away. All like the other, like, like three I had or whatever, threw them away. 
Um, it was incredible. I, c- I couldn't imagine how bad it was because I, I was thinking like, well, maybe it's just not for me. But no, this is like I was going to get sick if I drink more. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's all the fun of drinking without actually drinking. Yeah. And then, then it really like it made me kind of sad because it was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like people who drink this are like, like <laughs> clearly like they've they've gotten so deep into this that this tastes good to them. This is kind of a bummer. <laughs> Uh, I enjoy your take on I enjoy your take on alcoholism. alcoholism. <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind of what Jesse was saying. She was like, "Yeah, people don't drink these for fun, Josh." I'm like, "Oh, okay, that makes that makes sense." Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, Odul's. So when I was, I'm gonna say sub 13 years old, my dad's girlfriend at the time. We were at like TGI Fridays or one of those kind of classy establishments. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Ha ha ha!" Now I'm calling beer. That sounds fun. And she was like, I don't give a shit. Get one if you want to. So <laughs> I was I was hesitant, but I got it. And it tasted like actually like it was. I mean, I was th- granted. I, mean, I was 13. We're going to yeah. start there. Yeah, yeah. It tasted horrible. And I was like, I will probably never drink. This is disgusting. And now I have the opposite problem, obviously, yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> from the conversations I've been leading you through here. But I looked it up real quick. So Odul's is 0.5% alcohol by volume. So a crappy Coors Light, as an example, is like three point two percent. So it's actually like way more alcohol than I would have thought. Yeah, it's it's not, like it is obviously less, but like those two compared, like pretty pretty close, really, and all, all things considered. Yeah, and also just sounds like a challenge, like for you know cool game, cool gamify life people like me. It just sounds like a challenge. Like if I drink six Odules fast enough, that's like drinking one beer. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I also just remember the other reason why I tried the non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> this is continuing to embarrass myself. So one, I like I like fun drinks. Like that's kind of a thing I'm always looking out for. Like like you you can find like the weird sodas sometimes some places and like like I, I've tried that's my like, favorite. Yes, <laughs> yeah, like 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 a, like here the soda tastes like a pickle. I'm like, oh yeah, like that stuff's always really fun. I always look out for those. The reason I I went down the path of like oh hi maybe I should try beer stuff was because um, John Moxley do you know the wrestler John Moxley I do <laughs> okay so he recently he he did drink and then he went to rehab so now of course he's he's not drinking um, there was a pay per view at one point where he just had like a whole bunch of non alcoholic beers in, in the press conference afterwards. And he was just like, he was drinking them and he like did like this, like weird little impromptu, like these things are fucking great. I love them. <laughs> and that made me think about it. That's, that's why I ended up buying it. I just remembered that. I, now. I, I love that. Once again, something ridiculous has gotten you down a weird dark path. Yeah. I, I saw a rest I saw a wrestler drink, so now I want to drink. A former a former alcoholic pro wrestler talked me into trying something is um yeah, pretty much uh, how my life goes. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I'm nothing if not a dark path, Toby. <laughs> just one Always. continuous dark path. You're you're just one step away all the time. <laughs> it's a good thing I don't drink because I would uh yeah, I would be I'd be miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Toby, speaking of miserable, we got a ton Damn, of I was going to make that same segue. <laughs> I, was gonna, uh, I, I, I was making it into, but I was going to make that same anything. segue. Yeah, speaking of miserable. <laughs> uh, no, we have a bunch of emails this week, um, which is very exciting. Uh, if you want to send us an email, it is at cast at commonwritersucks.com. Again, uh, check out the description of uh, where you're listening to this to find that link. But we love hearing from you guys out there in listener land. Uh, first email comes in from Shade. And uh, Shane, first of all, tells us that um, at the time of writing, the Tycoon and Shinobi special has been has been subtitled. 
And uh, Shane actually sent in a separate email for Shinobi trivia, which I did not watch the Shinobi special yet. Have you watched it? No, because unless you tell me to do something, okay. I am most likely not doing something. Good man. Good man. So we, we maybe will watch that at some point in the future, but I have not watched it. So we'll, sh- we'll save Shade's trivia email on that topic uh, for when we do end up watching it. Um, but Shade writes in to tell us first off, um, well, first, uh, to once again, make fun of my pronunciation of uh, Hurricaneger. <laughs> this is just too easy at this point. Yep. A little too easy. Shade says it sounded a little sus, which I think is, is fair. Uh, but anyway, Shade writes in to say, all that aside, you also mentioned how the Toku acting business works and how much money they make. So I have some interesting info about that. Uh, firstly, Toku is a genre for amateurs and inexperienced actors to get their career started. So the actors don't get paid much as paid as much as a normal experienced actor would. And as far as I know, they don't get much uh, percentage on merchandise either. There's not a lot of info on this, though. So that's what you and I were thinking. Like, oh, are they getting like a bunch of like residuals when they sell toys and stuff? And apparently not, which is too bad. It does seem like with how many people seem like they've been in a common rider, like looking around like other Japanese media things. I definitely see that that tie now of like this is a thing you do to start acting. Yeah. You and I, I think, talked about soap operas when we were bringing this up, which is kind of the same vibe where it's like it's sort of like b tier c tier acting i feel like is the is how it's looked upon but like the difference with with soap operas is they're longer running so you can stay in them (laughs) it's more than just a single season right like if you get a if you land a gig on the soap opera maybe you're gonna work there for 20 years who knows um where if you land land a gig in common writer the season ends and then your your position's over you maybe get a movie or two (laughs) afterwards yeah exactly uh, Shane says because of the low to average pay, most Toku actors work mainly for experience and or because it's fun. Uh, plus, Toei makes a bunch of serious movies and shows, too. So it could open up to new opportunities and quite some of them do get to do them. Uh, there is also certain situations where the production crew liked working with certain actors and because they're capable. So they just invite them back for supporting roles, which is how like Neon's dad used to be a, a ranger, the sixth ranger in a previous season and then came back for a supporting common writer role. Uh, about returning actors, it's it's a pretty special case because Toku is for inexperienced actors. It is deemed unprofessional in a way. There are cases where certain actors blow up in popularity so much that it is financially impossible to invite them back. Uh, for example, the actor who played Shinken Red in Samurai Sentai Shinkenger uh, is one of the celebrities that are in like one out of every three movies. I didn't realize this. Shinkenger is awesome. I love Shinkenger, by the way. Um if you and I ever branch out into uh, Sentai, that'll be high on my list to force you to watch. Okay, uh, sounds good. But uh, yeah, so the, the the apparently the actor who played the Red Ranger in Shinkinger is now like a big, huge movie star, which is cool. Um, Shane says, although there are cases where the actors themselves want to return because they enjoyed their time working on Toku. For example, the Hurricaneger 20th anniversary was pitched to Toei by the cast themselves, which is neat. Uh, because they wanted to make the movie despite the pay not being very good i think toei does a good job of treating their talent uh well most of the time unlike uh, unlike saban uh finally how do people view toku in japan versus the u.s there was a time i think around before the mid 90s where toku was looked down upon for being a children's show um not to the extent of power rangers though but at the time but as time goes on Toku still goes on consistently with Ryder, sentai and ultraman and other heroes becoming more and more iconic 
The genre and IPs evolved, like how superheroes, like Batman and Superman, became popular in the West. So back in the day, superheroes were silly and for children, but nowadays, getting to play Batman is the coolest thing ever. So yeah, I, I think that's the vibe that I get as well. Like, like yes, here superheroes are like technically for kids, and there are a bunch of like very children focused shows that are superheroes, but like it still is very cool. <laughs> like he's <able> to, <laughs> to play Batman, and it still is a thing that adults go and see and watch and stuff. So that's the yeah, I feel like that's the general vibe for for Tokusatsu stuff too, for sure. <clears throat> Shane says so yeah that sums up what I know about the Toku industry of course some minor information might not be 100% accurate since I'm not Japanese <laughs> nor am I fluent in the language um, apologies if this was too long very interesting topic to write about yeah it is interesting to get a uh, a view into that world because it is very different than anything we really have here like I guess the closest thing would be like you know acting in children's TV shows but like that's not a huge industry here <laughs> there aren't like <laughs> there aren't enough shows and enough changing seasons to like have that many actors through. So no, yeah. definitely not. It's a, a whole kind of weird cottage industry that we just don't have here. So yeah, it's kind of fascinating. Uh, our next email comes in from Olivia, who is uh, a longtime friend of ours. Who's recently started listening to the comment writers. So very excited uh, to have her on board. Uh, it's, it's now finally truly taking its last step all downhill for all of us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the last piece is returned. <laughs> um, she says, hey, all first time, kind of long time, definitely. Uh, so I'm catching up on the backlog of eps, but at the point I'm at, you're considering watching some Sentai later down the road, as we were just talking about. Uh, I'd personally really like to recommend Gokaiger. Uh, not only does it have a phenomenal theme song that I'm sure Josh, Josh will love and Toby will skip, <laughs> but, but it's also the 35th anniversary season of Sentai. So you get a lot of guest appearances and transforming into other past Sentai teams. While this seems at first glance like a detriment to viewers that are unfamiliar with previous seasons, I actually found myself really liking it as my first Sentai experience. The footage was later used for Super Mega Force, but the story is so much better. You have a team of kind of selfish, morally detached Sentai as main characters and some very badass fight choreography. I'm actually upset that I recognize that name for some reason. Like it took me a minute to, to I wouldn't have put the piece here that it was super mega force, uh-huh. but I knew that name. Yeah. And I was very upset with myself. <laughs> <laughs> you're learning. You're, you're picking up parts of the genre. Toby. you're doing it. The last, the last empty pieces of my brain slowly yep. filling up with just more and more useless shit. <laughs> filling up with Japanese children's TV shows. Congratulations. <laughs> I did it. I've ascended. Anyhow, that's my pitch. If you haven't heard of it yet, love the show and very glad to have you both back on the air after so long. Thanks for reading. Um, yeah, I, I think that um, that is also a fantastic season. That's probably my second choice. I think Shinkenger is still my favorite, uh, but this one's cool because it is pirate themed, Toby. Um, so it's these like weird space pirate people who, uh, yeah, as as described, are kind of like very aloof and like not really the most heroic which makes them very fun um yeah it's it's a it's a it's a good season and much better than super mega force i will say definitely agree poor super mega force (laughs) (laughs) um and then we also have an email here from charlie from texas um charlie i appreciate this by the way the 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 subtitle subtitle no the the subject of the email in all caps is do not read until watching episode 41 i'm looking at you josh 
So I appreciate the uh, the very, very clear spoiler warning. But since we're uh, talking about episode 41 today, I'll go ahead and read it. Uh, Charlie says, hey, so <laughs> the aggressive email subject might seem a little weird, but I thought I'd talk about Kwa's new form for this email because, oh my God, I love it. It's also pretty interesting in terms of the history, so I thought I'd let you know about it. The Bujin Sword, or the Shogun Buckle, was leaked to us way back when we first um, heard about the Mark IX. Some of the sounds for the buckles were in the Desire Driver, so we had those back when we first got the toy. Um, and then don't look up the sounds, uh, the hacked sounds, because there's even more spoilers in built into the Desire Driver. I'm offended he called it a toy, but go on. <laughs> so it's a tool. <laughs> Uh, but we really didn't know what it meant until Kawa got his ninja buckle. Of course, we assumed it would go to him, but didn't know what it looked like. However, a few, I think, months ago, some leaked drawings of the upcoming Mark IX and Shogun buckle came out. Um, Charlie says that he will attach the images. There's no attachment here, Charlie. None whatsoever. Damn it, Charlie. <laughs> uh, most people thought they were fake, but they apparently turned out to be true. As for the suit, I don't know all the details of how it was made, but it's pretty clear that the visor and chest are modified versions of the command buckle. Yeah, definitely. Like, you, you can see some of the uh, fighter pilot influence for sure. Also, I don't know if you know this, but each rider has some sort of accessory that carries over through all their forms, like Geats's scarf or Tycoon's leg band. In the Shogun form, the band is actually black, where in other forms, it's usually green. Finally, I'm going to have the, to at least go back and watch the episode once more then because I've yep. never noticed his leg band unlike Yeats' scarf. Yeah, I haven't really clued into the band. The scarf for sure is like is always there. That's a an obvious one. But uh, yeah, I've not I've not noticed the leg band really. Finally, the eyes of Tycoon's Shogun helmet are actually grayed out and the visor itself is red, similar to how Buffa's broken eye lens was gray. Anyway, keep up the good work. P.S. To all the people listening, y'all should sub to the Patreon. It's really cool. I appreciate that, yeah. Charlie. Um, I'm a little biased, but I also think it's pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, that is our emails. We got some people hyped here about episode 41, which is exciting. And uh, if you want to send an email and be uh, cool like our friends here are, again, cast at commonwritersucks.com for those emails. Uh, we love to hear about uh, whatever's on your mind. <laughs> love to hear your thoughts on things. Um Really interesting. I'm interested right now to hear some speculation on uh, on the next Kamen Rider series on, on Gotchard. I'd like to hear what people think that's going to be now that we've maybe seen some early images. Um, yeah, but if you know stuff, don't cheat and be like, hmm, I guess it's this. I'm not down. We're not doing that. That's true. Yeah, since we are going to watch it. I will delete it, the emails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> since we are going to watch it, yeah, I don't want to hear any like foreknowledge, I guess. That's a good point. Yeah, but like if you just want to want to wildly speculate, I'm down for wild speculation. Toby, what say we jump into discussing episode 41? Let's do the thing. Let's do the thing. So last episode, Sarah died. <laughs> that's the big, <laughs> and that's all you really need to know. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's pretty much it. Um, Sarah. Yeah. She, she got brutally murdered by Buffa and this episode. Some opens... would say accidentally. Some, some believe that uh, otherwise. <laughs> yeah. This episode opens with um, a, a really like a lot of this episode felt very human to me uh, in a way that Kamen Rider sometimes isn't because it opened with uh, Ace telling telling Neon about Sarah having died. Like you don't often get scenes like that. I feel like in Tokusatsu where it's like like 
I have to inform you of something really terrible just happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so of course, Neon is pretty upset, kind of in disbelief that all this happened. And Ace is, is worried about Kawa because he has no family left anymore. Which uh, again, that's felt very human. Like, not just like, eh, you know, he's a hero. He'll be fine. His sister died. He'll he'll man up. It's like, no, he's he's all alone. <laughs> what, what are we going to do for our friend? Well, um, and they did the great thing of like his already. The apartment always looked decent enough, but he looks as like my reference point for the whole episode was in Spider-Man three, the old ones, <laughs> when Tobey Maguire turns into like emo dickhead Spider-Man and he just has like a little bit of black eye shadow and like his hair is extra like emo and swoopy and stuff. That's Kawa's new look. He just looks, he looks a little extra goth. Yeah. Yeah. He like didn't pick up his trash for the day and then like swooped his hair down a little bit. I love that when just people are sad and filth. Yeah. When people are sad, they just uh, have extra time to do their hair for some reason. Just like, <laughs> I know the idea is it's supposed to, in, in a lot of these, it's supposed to look like you didn't do your hair, but like it always is clear they tried really hard to make their hair look disheveled <laughs> in a very emo goth way, especially in the Spider-Man, but <laughs> some of the, some of the worst scenes in movie history. <laughs> emo Spider-Man. Emo Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. Toby Maguire held it down. Oh God. I'm, Wait, I'm, it, yeah. God. So, so bad. No, I was having just a, a PTSD flashback to that movie. And with, with everyone being uh, destroyed inside. I was impressed that even Buffa seems a little fucked up and a little more morose than usual, where he just has a lot of regret, it seems, of yeah. his accidental murder. Yeah, we, we could jump ahead and talk about that, because I that, I think, was one of the, my most interesting parts of the episode, too. So Buffa is continuing to, to do what he's doing. You know, he's... Uh, He's 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 killing he's killing people <laughs> essentially. So we, we find yeah, out. Yeah, now he's literally just killing people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, we find out. So so I guess first Daiichi does this like public service announcement broadcast where he he explains the stages. Like stage one, the person can be saved if you defeat the Geomato and get the parasite out. Stage two, they can't. And if multiple parasites infect people right off the bat, they like instantly go to stage two. So. Um, we see early on like Ace is fighting some of the Giaunto. He defeats stage ones, but he runs away from the stage twos because, oh, no, we can't save him yet. So we got to avoid them. He uses but, a little common sense. He's like, there's still a person inside. Maybe yeah. maybe we'll have to completely murder them at this point. Buffa takes a different tact, though. Buffa d- has decided to just murder them, which I feel like is not the wrong answer. It's but it's a very Buffa answer. But like he clearly is torn about it because he, he sees Sarah's ghost in this episode, like multiple times. I thought like, it was awesome that like yeah. his new Buffa's new biggest enemy is his nightmares of guilt and seeing his friend Ish's sister all the time that he murdered. Yeah. Yeah. Like the super cool, like chink in the armor for Buffa that we've never seen before. Like, you know, like he's that tough guy, but clearly, he's pretty distraught over all of this, obviously. And even when Kawa confronts him at the end, like he's, he, he tries to like defend himself and he, he see, he says like, like if I don't do anything, I'm creating more victims. Like if I don't, if I don't stop the Giamato, like more people are going to die. So like, yes, I'm killing people, but like I'm saving people. Like he, he, he clearly like you, you can see in his face. He like, he takes a step back and like, 
Like, no, I've thought this through. This is the it's a weird morality play now. It really is. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Like, you know, a lot of times Buffalo, you know, being being the Buffalo, um, kind of charges forward without thinking things through. But this was really one where he's like taking a completely different stance from Ace, but like very well thought out because of it. And I think Ace is wrong, maybe in this case. Like, he's just leaving Giamato running wild in the city, <laughs> which is probably not good either. Uh, There's no not, winning. Yeah, it's not like they're going to stand around and not not hurt people. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I really, really love sort of Buffa's like <laughs> c- complete, uh, complete distraught nature, which, which Baroba also loved. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she's been here for. Yep. Uh, also interesting in that PSA broadcast that, that Daichi does, um, Daichi is maybe gathering people for some cult or something. Cause at the end of it, he tells people to like gather before him for salvation. <laughs> so, well, I, if something else, I figure if he's the source, he's also the cure or yeah. the solution, we can call it, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I guess he's like infecting the world so that he can he can be the savior and rule it. Um at some point, yeah, at some point he kind of says that Jamato are like a means to an end for his ideal world. So yeah, I think that's his goal. I think that's exactly it. It's like like, oh, these Jamato are giving you guys trouble. Well, I could certainly solve that problem for you all. <laughs> You should also make me king of the world. <laughs> what do you, yeah, what do you say? He, he has a hollow plan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we we do get a couple, another, another scene with like Neon and Ace. They sort of like, again, are a little torn up about kind of what's happening. But Ace is like pretty determined that like, hey, I'll figure out my powers. I'm going to get rid of anybody who causes this world despair. So like he has he has his resolve, you know, in the the, the typical like Shogun way. <laughs> The pure ace fashion. Yeah. Uh, Punk Jack shows up a- as well and, and has uh, news about what he found out from the staff. Basically, that they want to make Sumi into the second goddess. And then I really loved this part. So, like, Ace kind of accepts it. Like, okay, yeah, they're trying to get Sumi and trying to make her into the goddess. And then he asks her, like, what she wants to do. Like, what she thinks about it. It's like, do you want to join the staff? <laughs> uh, I <laughs> you love can do your thing if you want to. Yeah. I love that she got to, like, decide for herself. She says, she, like, she clearly thinks about it. She's like, well, the staff created me. But, you know, I want to stay and help you. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. I like that she got a little bit of autonomy in her life, which is the whole thing that a goddess doesn't have, right? That's all because she's Ace's little sister. Yeah, that's true. That's why she's sticking around because you know she's still got that that family tie. <laughs> and then my new most hated character in the show, Toby Kakara, ugh, the man frog. Uh, Kakara shows up to just taunt Kawa in his apartment. Just K- Kawa is just like again, like you said, distraught. He's got his hair in the emo swoop. Clearly, should be left alone. Kekra shows up just to really taunt him. I think that's all he's doing. He's just like, come on, don't be so sad. Like, come be, go be a common writer. So what? Your sister died. <laughs> this is what you wanted. I helped you. Kind of. Yeah, P- pretty much. Again, Kekra just like just there, just twisting the knife. Same, same with same with Baroba. Um, just just there to just make things extra bad for for people. And then we got an interesting scene as well next up with Neon visiting her dad in jail. Um, Dad's not doing well, Toby. (laughs) (laughs) He's the ultimate scapegoat. Yeah, he pretty much pretty much is like he's got to take the fall for a lot of the stuff that's become public. It's it's clear 
Um, he's like lamenting, like if only you had won the DGP and you'd gone to the future, like my company, you know, would have, would have been so much stronger. And now he's like crying because no one from his company has come to visit him. <laughs> <laughs> Cause like, as, as it always works, the lowest ish on the totem pole is when it gets thrown to the wolves, when it all goes to crap. Yep. Uh, I thought neon was like appropriately ice cold here because she <laughs> she kind of is like yeah that means that that you're not useful to them anymore <laughs> which i liked a lot um he's like begging her to help him and she she kind of like one she she went to visit him to see if he could make her a common writer he obviously can't so then she's just sort of like ignores his pleas for help and tells him that the company doesn't care about him anymore well then leaves. you're completely useless yeah all because you made a wish on your dead kid <laughs> <laughs> yeah she has like a, a commentary on like Wow, if only like Akari hadn't died, your whole life would be different now, huh? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just real just real cold shit from Neon, which I liked. And then next up, of course, Toby. We get Ace and Sumi shopping for a disguise. <laughs> that was my favorite only because that's like a pure Yakuza game moment. Yes, where, absolutely. Because especially in like um in the last two ish, the two judgment games, which are like adjacent to all this stuff. One of the people you work with always um, like volunteers to go work at the cabaret clubs just for like one mission to get information. Yep. And you basically just like dress them up however you want. I always make them look absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but all I could think of is like, we're going to hide you in plain clothes instead of your game navigator dress. I guess we can call it your, your opposite color dress. your black and white. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, okay, now you're just a girl. <laughs> Let's hang out. Yeah. The, it, it crossed my mind when, uh, when when she was out of her game navigator outfit for the first time. I realized that I had thought previously maybe like she couldn't take it off. Like she was an android or something. I'm just like, <laughs> like, I didn't even know she could uh, change clothes. I didn't know that was possible. Yeah, she could just put on normal human clothes. She just never has to because she lives on the little island. Yeah. Which then begs the question, does she have like multiple of those outfits? Like, like obviously it's like everything's crisscross. So it's like a black boot, a, uh, a pure, pure, pure white boot. Does she have like a whole bunch of white boots and a whole bunch of black boots and she just picks one of each each time? Or how does that work? I would assume so. I would, I would like to think that none of them are just being like rolling around their own stink. <laughs> or maybe she, you know, again, she's like created by the staff. She's not really human. Maybe she doesn't stink. Who knows? Maybe they didn't These put in all- the fantastic questions <laughs> these are the things i think about uh of course it makes it a little hard for sumi to blend in when ace is the biggest star in the entire world so there's people filming him and waving from the door and, i like that uh, like no matter what we never completely get away from like they there's times where they don't address i call the call them the old victories and the old rules that were set up for yeah. more like most of the time like we completely let go of we haven't done the sister thing for a while and all of a sudden like that was a thing again where just like comes up in a passing <laughs> conversation yeah and then almost the same thing like yes ace is the star of the star of the stars uh we haven't talked about that for what feels like months of that actually like coming up in conversation as part of these things and then all of a sudden again it's like oh yeah Ace is famous. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's here. He's still famous. But, like, clearly just famous for being famous. Because, like, we also haven't seen him do anything to continue the famousness, like, lately. Like, <laughs> like we saw that one point where uh, Buffa showed up and he was doing some, like, home renovation TV show or something, right? Like, like he had 
he was like he oh, was did the intro, doing yeah. he was doing show busy busy type stuff but like lately he's been pretty focused on common writer <laughs> uh but yeah i guess he's just he's taking a quick little sabbatical from from being incredibly famous but you know people still notice him so got shit to do exactly uh but unfortunately because he's so famous uh the game master was also able to find him uh whose name is his name is jito i think is this the name or jito or something let's say jito yeah let's say like if we're in english it like hardcore english it it'd be jito so when i would see it and know like it's not from here i would put like weird fancy like flourishes on the letters for no reason yeah so i would guess jito but as you know, we get corrected on these things a lot. So I'm waiting for the real answer where it's yeah. something else completely different. That doesn't sound right. Yeah. I'm sure we're completely wrong. I'm going to say Jito until someone corrects me. Uh, but Jito shows up <laughs> basically like beckons them outside. Um, Ace almost looks excited about it. He's like, I'm being summoned. <laughs> <laughs> he has shit to do. Uh, basically they go outside. They talk about like, Oh, Sumi's the property of uh, the DGP. And then they fight. So it's it's not a transformed fight, uh, but Jito like kicks ass, basically, like completely uh, winning over Ace. Punk Jack shows up to fight too. Jito still is kind of like having the upper hand, even with both of them. Yeah, he can definitely control both of them in the fight. There's no there's no doubt about it, which is crazy, like not not even transformed. And like, you know, Punk Jack's pretty good, but Ace is like a 2000 year old <laughs> trained fighter. Um, yeah, he's supposed to be the best. Exactly. And in the middle of this fight, Kawa runs in and kind of whisks Sumi away. Um, we see. So the fight kind of ends abruptly. Um, and basically Jito like warns Ace to not think he owns the world, but like someone with a stronger wish might rule it instead. Like, so there's sort of this weird ominous, like, like you might have the rug pulled out from under you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which is it is it is interesting. It sets up one last little uh, twist in this this last gap of episodes here. Yep, exactly. And then, of course, leading into our I guess current uh, twist here with Kawa. So Kawa grabs this is, when he's, wait, this is when he's full emo Spider Man. Just for yeah, the record, one hundred percent. Yeah, he he has this like weird like slouch that he does that like is amazing. He's yeah full on like main bad guy <laughs> spider-man uh, vibe going on so he basically in talking to sumi this is a great scene by the way where like sumi's like saying like oh i don't i'm sorry i don't even know what to say about sarah and kawa is kind of like getting more and more uh i guess ragey over the top and like unhinged as he's talking to sumi and it leads to him essentially begging her to use her powers to give him a power strong enough to protect the world kind of like she did with ace so she starts to pray and as she starts to pray and like it starts to work like kawa we, we cut back to his face and he looks just pure evil like he has this like smirk on his face like yes it's working i talked her into it <laughs> dark spider-man i'm gonna keep saying it. i'm gonna hammer I'm gonna, i want everyone else to also agree with this this is why i keep saying it uh so, it's funny though because so obviously she has this power as we know uh, there's still time for a buffer wish of the same variety. I feel like. Yeah, I think I think so. But I feel like where she was happy, she made Ace's wish for Mark two, three, nine, whatever. Uh, this one seems like a regrettable one. Where when she actually realizes like what she's done, I feel like this is going to go poorly, and he's just going to be a big jerk. Yeah. It, well, it was kind of under duress, right? Like he's like begging her to do it. 
she yeah like maybe thought she was helping but yeah clearly not <laughs> um and yeah i think that i think that kwa will will be uh a real thorn in everyone's side here i don't i don't think that he's going to um uh, I don't think he's going to really join join up and, and be a good guy here. We'll see. But, but before we get to talk about, about what happened with Kawa here. So we get a little like final scene with Daiichi, which I want to touch on because Daiichi is just out in the woods. Again, we, last we heard of him, he was doing his little like PSA, uh, trying to get a bunch of followers. Now he's just out in the woods and he encounters a tree with a bunch of faces in it. <laughs> he's gathering humanity. It was awesome. That's like, that, that my favorite like new super shitty cg tech weird thing yeah it looked so bad first of all which is which is amazing um daichi what a, what a freaking weirdo <laughs> just like <laughs> doesn't you think he's not strange enough like he's out there like eating geomato babies he's also like oh also i have a face tree <laughs> one of it <laughs> and then yes we get our we get our big kwa transformation so as we talked about buffa had been you know Killing stage twos, Kawa shows up, basically says Buffa is adding more victims to the pile. Buffa kind of argues with him a little bit and says, like, no, I thought this through, blah, blah, blah. And Kawa says, oh, now you're just justifying, like, killing my sister? Is that what you thought <laughs> when you killed when you killed Sarah? Um, Kawa transforms, and he has, yes, this new buckle, which is incredible. Like, it's, uh, the, it's, a, it's a buckle with a sword on it, basically, like the two halves of it. Uh, are a sword going into a scabbard which is super cool and basically everything about k now is just utter badass like <laughs> he cracks his knuckles to henshin which is so freaking cool <laughs> it's funny because like uh i brought it up a couple times now in tokyo ghoul that's what they all do like the main character guy who kind of reminds me of k he was basically like the super nerd who just got uh-huh. too much too powerful like his main thing is just his thumb over his first finger all the time and just keeps cracking his knuckles. And that's all I could think of is like, that's even what Kawa does. Like, it's just like this weird, angry, aggressive, like, okay, we're not fucking around anymore. Move. Yeah, I, I guess that is here. I wonder if like that specific imagery is something like cultural in Japan. It is kind of here too, the like knuckle cracking, but we would do it more like your entire hand over top of your entire other hand and as a way to like, menace at someone you know what i mean um where clearly it's a japanese thing to like do just a single knuckle kind of a kind of a deal yeah um either way very cool <laughs> <laughs> i was very into it also like as he's mentioning he puts so little effort into it he just kind of like cracks his knuckle says henshin and then he just is there in a slump while it like engulfs <laughs> him um yeah, I was very, very into it. Of course, when he transforms, he's all in black. The he was, He's the figure we saw in the last episode. Um, how, how are you liking the whole the whole suit for, for Kawa's Shogun form here? It, it looks way cooler. Uh, he's a little too strong now, which I feel like they always have to... Now they have to like recompensate everybody else, which is just like a little weird. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But the suit itself looks cool. And another one of those, like, in tons of media special power boost things. He does this full circle in front of him very slowly with his sword and like the screen, like tr- traces the circle and then you see like a blood moon in the background. Yeah. And it's very like, it went like super anime ish to me this episode, at least, but definitely in the back end. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very anime inspired. Um, the blood moon was awesome. Um, 
I thought it was super cool. He when he pulls out a sword and he's got the little like scabbard. At one point, he like just tosses the scabbard aside. Like clearly, like I'm not gonna sheath the sword back. I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna run Buffa through with it. It I must now taste blood. Exactly. Um, at some point, he takes like I, I like that in the series up until now. Like Buffa's chainsword has been kind of one of the craziest, most badass weapons. The thing that like will cut through anything. It always is the thing that like takes everyone out and KY like takes it away at one point for like pulls it out of his hand and then just tosses it back to him. Basically like, <laughs> I don't, I don't care about your fucking toy. Um, I thought that was really, really cool. Um, but yeah, it, it's all leads up to the big ending of killing Buffa. Apparently <laughs> like, like standing over him. Buffa says what happened to goody, goody, uh, Kewa? Kewa says, I haven't changed at all. I'm still the same person. And then stabs him straight through maybe the, the buckle area. It's kind of hard to tell like where he's jabbing him, but like, sword. I'm saying through the heart, like a vampire he just <laughs> could be like the most, like, cause at least when, um, like when Buffett killed Sarah accidentally, it wasn't like anger tied to it. This was full blown. Like I'm aiming straight for, I'm going to say his heart. And he's like, I'm just going to fucking end this. And just did like both hands, like reverse pulling Excalibur out style, just stab straight down. Yep. Yeah, like I, I've thought this through, and I'm going to murder you. Is what's happening, uh, which is crazy, especially coming from Kwa. Kwa's the guy who who wouldn't use his weapons at all in the very first episode, and ran around in the forest like a sad little deer, and now you know he's transforming into a uh, badass Batman and murdering people <laughs> in cold in cold blood. <laughs> so you know that's that's some character development for you. He's getting crazy now. <laughs> but yeah, th- this is maybe the coolest suit, I think, of the season. Like, you know, a lot of the ace uh, transformations as we've gone on have been super, super cool. But having the sword and having the sword on the buckle is really awesome. I love the black with green accents. Looks really, really cool. It has a freaking cape, which is awesome. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, there's just like, there's really, really cool, uh, really, really cool look. I, I hope I don't come to hate Kawa as this character because the character looks so awesome. <laughs> Not ready to do fuck him. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I, ho- I hope Buffa doesn't die, but we'll see. Maybe he does. Maybe he does. Everyone can still come back at the end because there's no way that if Sarah comes back, Buffa can't. Mm. Yeah, they're all going to be stuck in a tree. It's fine. The tree will, will sprout humans. Everyone will be happy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I this was one of my favorite episodes, I think, in recent ish memory. Like, I, you know, we had our big reset and, and it's sort of been like a what are we building to? What's going on? And evil Kawa certainly is a, a very interesting <laughs> twist to have, have built to here. Was not uh, on the checklist for the no. bingo card. And, and I think we got some like really good acting from everyone in this episode, too. Like, obviously, Kawa did great here as the big shift into his crazy evil form that felt very justified. Uh, Buffa was incredible as the like, you know, like I think I'm doing the right thing. I am right. Like that kind of a vibe from him was really good. Um, even Ace of just like, you know, his, his like, his like worried nature about, about uh, what was going on with KY was very good too. So just, just top notch, I think from everybody. Any other final thoughts, Toby? Uh, I mean, just as always, I'm 
once again, excited to see where this goes because I know it's going to have to be part of the. Someone's going to have to to uh, regret regret Kawa in order for him to be able to come back to be the nice boy. Yeah, and not specifically knowing how many episodes are left. I just don't know if it's going to be like a couple episode arc or the quick turnarounds they do sometime, or like next episode he's still an asshole, and the one after they just fix him right away to like fix the problem. <laughs> or we're, yeah. we're down on, we're down to a time crunch now. Which we makes are. everything a little more more crazier. I think we'll get, let's see. I think we'll get like five more episodes is my guess. That's my guess. Okay. I, I'm guessing it'll end at 46, but it's just a just a complete guess. I don't know. Um, so they've they've got a little bit of time. But yeah, I, I hope that we, like you said, I hope we get Buffa's like ultimate form too. Um, well they both got the crazy cards. Yeah, you're, so you're right. You're right. So assuming it's tied to the the super boosts that we saw Kekura and Baroba get two weeks ago. Now they both still have to use those. I feel like unless Buffa's was just like a MacGuffin, but I feel like that's not the way the show works. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think that it is. I'm sure we'll, we'll see something come of that. It's kind of a bummer. I, I'll, I'll let it play out. I, I have faith in them. I think <laughs> that, I think that what they've done story-wise so far, I've been very on board with, and even stuff that I was like, Oh, I kind of hate this. Like they, they won me over on. So I I believe that it'll all resolve, but I don't love right now that like neon is just like cast aside. Like, like it's, it's become this weird boys club where the boys go off and fight and then neon can't become a common writer. So she's just has to like be scared and sad. That was her own decision. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, well, sometimes, but, there's, sometimes there's consequences got Josh. That's all I'm going to say. It, it wasn't really her decision, right? Cause she, they, they can't recreate her buckle. Like, Buffa destroyed her her ID core. So I guess that, that's true. That's why she couldn't like because she didn't get the option to become a writer again like Buffa and, and like and like Kawa did. Um, but she did get to mope to make the 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 make the decision to mope around for five episodes and say why am I here? What am I doing? This is stupid. I don't want to be a writer. Blah blah blah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, it feels like we're back to that again suddenly now where she's like. Dad, can you make me a writer? No. Okay. All right. I changed well. my mind. <laughs> All right. I guess I'll just be sad about Sarah then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I hope she gets like a little bit more. I hope, I hope this isn't just the end of her arc. But other than that, I'm I'm pretty pumped about where things currently are. All right. Well, as I said, that's going to do it for us for episode 41 here. Um, again, send in emails to cast at comradersucks.com and check out the Patreon if you are liking what you're hearing here and you want to hear some uh, maybe more, you know, looser, fun content, uh, some kind of uh, mystery science theater-esque content for Common Writer. That's that's what we kind of specialize in over on the Patreon. Check that out. Um, you can, again, find the link down in the description. And subscribe if you're watching on YouTube or listening in podcast form. Go ahead and give us a subscribe. The majority of the people that uh, are watching are not subscribed. So if you're one of those people, maybe give us a sub and uh, you'll be notified when the new episodes come out. Ooh, what fancy technology we have in 2023. Isn't it crazy? Uh, smash that that bell icon. Uh, ding the, ding ding the, the bell. thumbs up. <laughs> gotta mix them up or something uh, yeah so that's gonna do it for us we'll be back next time for episode 42 but in the meantime have a great week everybody peace
enemy. I'm gonna make it to the top, leave a legacy. If I got something to say, you better let me speak. Turn it up a new degree, bitch, you ain't seen anything. I pop off with the new rock, electronic, blow the song.